You're listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller, here with my dad, Pastor Jeff. Pastor Jeff, how are you today? <laughs> Doing really good. <laughs> we seem to be moving around a lot. I like this I know. new studio. We are, once again, in a brand new location, if you are watching. I think this is our home now. I think this is it. I like it. I like it, too. Uh, but we are starting today a new sort of mini-series where we are taking a look um, really at the church. We're going to take a look at traditions of the church, things that churches typically do that you've maybe uh, just kind of followed along with but never really understood. Why do they do that that way? Or why does Sunnybrook believe something different than my old church believed? Or why does one church do it this way and this church does it this way? What does it all mean? We are hopefully going to answer all of that with you in the coming weeks. So today we're going to start uh, with membership. This is something that is Timely, because we've got a membership class coming up here at Sunnybrook soon, but we wanted to talk about church membership. What does it mean to be a member of a church? Why would someone want to become the member of a church? Can you be a member of multiple churches? Uh, What exactly does that look like? So let's start on the opposite side. Let's start with what membership is not. That's a good place to start. Thank you. Uh, my greatest fear always, especially as a pastor, is that people would think joining a church saves them. It mm-hmm. doesn't. So I always say to people, listen, I, I want you to become a member of the church. It's a good thing, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But what I'd hate for anybody to think is that somehow church membership saves you. We talk about this often in the new members class, is the only way you're saved is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, I can remember doing door-to-door evangelism before and often ending up at a door and people would say, you know, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to God? And they say, well, I was a member of First Reformed Church. I was a member of this place, whatever it might be. Uh, Again, it's not salvationary in nature. Obviously, recognize the thief on the cross never had church membership. Uh, and he was escorted into the very presence of God into paradise. So it always has to do with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and church membership uh, doesn't save you. It's a good thing to have. Uh, certainly there's some accountability and all those kind of things, and we'll talk about them. But I always want to remind people of the fact that that doesn't save you. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, Is church membership something that is kind of like new age, like we get all these churches around and so they start having people become members because then you can hold them accountable? Do we see this in scripture at all? Yeah, we sure do. Uh, I think probably the best place to turn, you can certainly look at Acts chapter 2. There's a sense in which they talk about some of the components of being involved uh, in the body of Christ in church membership. But I think the best place to turn is Ephesians chapter 2.19. Uh, in the Living Bible, it says it this way, you are a member of God's very own household. Uh, and as a member of it, you belong to the body of Christ with every other Christian. So there's this sense in which God's sort of calling us, I think, to be a part of a local body where there's some accountability. And he's reminded us, listen, the church is much like a family. And again, families can be big, they can be small, some can be weak, some can be strong. There's going to be a lot of different churches. But I think the idea is just simply this, is that we're family, we're 
brothers and sisters in Christ, and we want to hold each other accountable. We want to care for each other, pray for each other, visit each other when they're in a hospital and they're going through difficulties, all of those kinds of things. So we're a part sort of of this family of God. And I think the scripture would give you the idea that God expects you to be a member of the mm. family. In fact, anytime it talks about church in the New Testament, you know, we can talk about the fact that there's this universal church, and a universal church is nothing more than anybody throughout all of time who's received Christ as their Savior. You're part of this universal church all mm-hmm. throughout the ages. But most of the time, if there's 300 references to this idea of the church, I think it's only used a couple of times with regards to the universal church. But every other time it talks about church, it talks about a local church, church at Corinth, church at Galatia, or your favorite, church at Lydia's house in <laughs> Acts chapter 16. So, so there's this idea of a local church, and people are supposed to be a part of it and committed to it. And then I, I always think this, the last thing I take from this, when you're not a part of the church, there, there's a sense in which you're kind of this orphan, you're not a part of a family, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're not getting support and encouragement and those kinds of things from people around you. So... I think it's much like if you play an instrument, you got to be a part of a band. If you're a bee, you got to be a part of a hive. There's a there's a sense in which coming together corporately is something good. Something happens that couldn't happen elsewhere. So, I think Scripture gives us the idea. Listen, find a Bible believing church. It doesn't matter what style it is, whatever fits best for you. We don't think Sunnybrook is the end all. I would just simply say, find a Bible-believing church, join it, be a part of it. No such thing as a perfect church, Mm -hmm. especially since you and I are involved in it. Uh, But it's critical, I think, that people are involved in some local church. I think it was fascinating you mentioned this the other day. I think it was Rick Warren that said, there are certain things that Scripture calls you to do that you cannot do unless you are a part of a local church. Yeah, Rick Warren said one time, and I've kind of held this in my mind. We often teach it in the new members class. But there's actually 30 instructions in the New Testament for believers to live out that can only be lived out through the church. Uh, One of them would be sort of this idea of putting your spiritual gifts into play into the body of Christ. So Mm -hmm. there's about 30 instructions that somehow can't be lived out just as an individual Christian, but got to be lived out through the body of Christ. And again, I just think it's critical people find a church home. So then let's talk specifically to Sunnybrook, because membership at Sunnybrook looks different than maybe it does... um, with someone who became a member of a church maybe before they came to Sunnybrook, what does it mean to be a member at Sunnybrook? What does that look like? What does that entail? Yeah, I think we often think of sort of membership like we would with a, you know, belonging to a golf club Mm -hmm. or something private as if, well, what's the benefit for Mm -hmm. me? Uh, And really, with regards to church membership, there's not a whole lot of things that are given back. Certainly, Mm -hmm care and instruction and all of those kinds of things are given through the body of Christ. But really, it's more about what you're committing to, so to speak. It's one of the reasons we made a decision early on at Sunnybrook that even if you were a part of another church before and you were now coming and making Sunnybrook your home, you had to take the new members class. Because we said, listen, this church is a little bit different than any other church. And we don't want people just simply transferring their membership and thinking they know what church is about. So we decided we'd always walk people through our four bases of what does it mean to know Christ? What does it mean to grow in Christ? What does it mean to serve Christ? What does it mean to share Christ? Because we thought these were sort of the foundational things. So we said to people, listen, no matter where you're coming from, because we don't want you to come in and try to change who we are as a church. It's different than probably the church that you grew up in. So we wanted people to understand who we were as a church. So uh, we've walked them through these bases 
So they'd make sort of a commitment. And we always say to people, listen, you can come to Sunnybrook for as long as you want and never be a member. Mm-hmm. But once you walk across that line of membership at a church, then we're saying, in effect, hey, listen, now we can hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to know Christ. You need to be growing in Christ. You need to be serving Christ. You need to be sharing Christ. Mm-hmm. And again, not that some elder is going to come to your home and uh, you know, if you don't, but we're saying, in fact, listen, we're holding you accountable. Once you stepped across that line of membership, you said, I'll grow, I'll serve, uh, those kinds of things. So for us, membership is critical. It's probably more about what you're committing to than what maybe you're receiving from it. Yep. Now, my personality is someone where <laughs> I don't like to walk into a situation and not know what to expect. And so membership class, I became a member back in high school, I think, is when I went through the actual classes. But if I'm coming to Sunnybrook every single week and I hear about membership class on Sunday morning, there's probably a part of me that's like, ah, I don't know. That feels like a big, I don't know if I want to go. So for anyone who's kind of sitting in that camp, can you walk us through what do you do in membership class? What all does it entail? What can they expect if that's something that they're a part of? Yeah. And again, those are the four components of it. But I would just say the the, the first base, so to speak, that BJ and I teach is critical. So we're going to go through salvation, what it means to be a believer, because again, We want to make sure there's only two requirements for church membership. One is that you know Christ as your Savior, and the other is that you've been baptized. And if you haven't been baptized, we'll baptize you at that point. Mm -hmm. But the only thing we see biblically to be sort of requirements for membership is that you know Christ and that you've been baptized. So uh, first thing we start with is salvation. How do you know Christ as your Savior? What is sort of a commitment? And then we literally have leaders in the church sit at your table and we hear your testimony. At some point in time, we need to know that you trusted Christ as your Savior. Then we walk through sort of our statements of faith. Here's what we believe, sort of the core tenets. We've got our eight essentials. We've got our 10 values. We walk through, hey, what makes Sunnybrook Community Church unique and different? What's the positions they hold on different things? We talk a little bit about our structure. We talk about how it's elder-led and what the elder body is about and how it goes about its business. We talk about our strategy to reach this community with the gospel of Jesus Christ and how we're going about that. So we kind of deal with salvation, structure, strategy, uh, and all of those kinds of things and give you insight and understanding. We always say at the end, hey, listen, if this church is not for you, Mm -hmm. we understand that completely. But we want to give people in the new members class the best understanding of who we are as a church and then trust if this is where God's leading you, you're willing to step across that line of membership, do so. But if you say, ah, having heard all of that, I don't think this is the right church for me, we understand. There's Mm -hmm. tons of good churches in Sioux City, so find a Bible-believing church that you can be involved in. And then the other bases take place the next week where you Mm -hmm. get to know how to grow in Christ, talk about small groups, how to Mm -hmm. have a quiet time. Then we talk about uh, finding your spiritual gift Mm -hmm. and putting it into play. And then we walk you through, hey, if somebody says to you, how do I become a Christian? Can you lead them in a gospel mm-hmm. presentation? So we mm-hmm. walk through that and the rest of the basis. But that's kind of the membership, yep. the four bases. Uh, we think those things are baseline and critical mm-hmm. for becoming a member. I've always thought one of the most helpful things to do in the membership class is when they get to that serving component, there's that spiritual gifts test that you can take where you kind of learn, all right, this is the way I've been wired here, the spiritual gifts that I'm promised from the Holy Spirit since I become a believer. And then you have an opportunity to kind of flip through. I mean, the great thing about Sunnybrook is it is an incredibly big church. There's a lot of places to serve, but sometimes you don't know exactly where those those slots are. And so you have a chance to really look through all of those and see what might be a good fit for me, get connected to those ministry leaders and really 
get involved. Yeah, it's one of our expectations of membership is that you would figure out what your spiritual gift is in sort of a passionate area. I mean, maybe you're administrative in nature and you have a passion for young people. We'll find an administrative role within the youth ministry to use you, but there's kind of a consultation that goes along with that. Here's some opportunities for you to plug in. But it is sort of an expectation once you step across that line of membership, you're going to be involved in serving. I always say this. When people come, there's a uniqueness to them that they sort of are like a color on a palette that best begins to paint this picture of Jesus for the world to see. So we want everybody to get involved. Yep. If you are curious about membership, we have all sorts of information on our website. You can learn about when our next class will be offered. We typically offer it twice a year, so you can find a time that would work well for you. Or maybe you're a member and you're not really sure where to serve. Maybe you've never had the chance to take that spiritual gifts assessment. That's on our website as well. And then all of the contact information if you're looking to get involved in serve is available on there as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We will see you next time as we tackle another topic about the church. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, Thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.